Hi, this is Joseph Arthur. Thanks for checking out Come to Where I'm From. Please support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash come to where I'm from. We are an independent podcast, and any contributions you can make are greatly appreciated. You've reached Josh Rouch. I'll call you back. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. What's going on? Not much. Got a show tonight. Up here doing a few shows. You know, I put out a holiday record. I listened to it. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Thanks, man. Yeah. Super interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When did you decide to do that? I've been working on a song since about 2010. Mm-hmm. Every holiday. I, I had a, my first kid in 2009, so a lot of time just sitting around. Right. You know, I said, I'm going to do a holiday song. That's cool. Yeah. And then it turned into an al- album. And then I just, I kind of, you know, I, or I'd have an idea. Yeah. You know, like Mediterranean Christmas or something like, like that. I like that. That uh, opens it up. Yeah. And then uh, I wouldn't finish it. You know, I'd just kind of work on it. And yeah. then I kind of realized a few years ago that I had a, uh, I had like eight, eight songs. Right. You know. I'm sure you do that. You look back and you're like, whoa, look at all these songs I never, or even ideas. Oh, this yeah. this is a good idea that I never did anything with, you know. Yeah. I never have time to do that. But, you know, when I do look back, it's like, wow, that's a good song that I kind of disregarded at the time. Yeah, know? I find that the longer I do this, the more those ideas don't get done. Right. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. when I was younger, it was like every idea every, was yeah, like a work almost of genius. Finished it. Yeah. <laughs> it was like very important. Yeah. But that's, I feel like that is good energy. Like that's like maybe one of the not good things about going on and on and on is you start valuing less those things. Yeah. To a degree. Yeah. You know? Kind of, yeah, just push them to the side. Yeah. And then it's like when you have to make a record or when you want to make a record, that's when you like really start finishing stuff. You become right. a finisher. Yeah. You know? Which is, it's hard to do as well. You know? Yeah. Um, I kind of, uh, as I get older, I find that um, if I can stay in it long enough and really try to get it done, it just in that, the I, I, be, I become really lazy too. I, I mm-hmm. or I'll, I'll, that's a great idea, and I don't want to like jinx it and like try to finish it now. I'm gonna let it marinate for a while and come right. back to it, you know. Or I'll get like a slew of ideas within a two or three day period, like almost an album, you know, just yeah. kind of a vibe. And it's like wow, yeah. you know, almost kind of the same chords the same modes you know it's like oh this would be a great record mm-hmm. and then i go well i'll come back and work on those and then sometimes i do and sometimes i don't mm-hmm. yeah, yeah and you you work in modes and sort of jazz flavors too like sometimes yeah just moves. into that yeah mode. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, like even this record this uh the christmas record yeah it's quite jazzy I think. yeah or, that was the idea was kind of to make it uh I guess it, during Christmas time, I've I've always liked that kind of almost, um, you know, jazzier flavors. Mm-hmm. Vince Guaraldi, right? Or kind of the Nina Simone thing, you know. It's just kind of cocktail music in the background. Yeah, That's, that was kind of part of the idea. Who is who played on it, and where did you record it? I did it at Alex the Great Studio in Nashville, which I've I recorded a lot of records there, and it's a band that have played on a lot of my records. They're called uh, Joe Mark's brother, actually. Joe and Mark are in the band, and then um, a bass player called Hags. And then a guy named Brad Jones, who has produced like, my 1972 record in right. Nashville, and um, he plays vibes and piano on it. Mm-hmm. So it was just, we don't, 
it's one of those great things where you just get in and I show them the song. And uh, I have to have my homework done because they're so good. They'll get it first or second take. So right. there's not a lot of going back and go, oh, I don't know if the chorus should go there, you know. So right. it, I had to do about a month of really kind of in going, okay, this song is, here's where it's stopping and ending and, you know, just really tight. Yeah. So I did that and uh, and then it was just, you know, first, second take. Everyone had it and had the, you know, I, probably like you, you give them clues like this is a, the groove needs to be like this or this is what I'm thinking and they mm. just get it. There's and then we don't have to talk too much. It's nice. How how many days did it take? Three. Just that's it. Yeah, it's live tracking and then we comp between the live tracks. Um sometimes it'll be like band take. No click tracks or anything, you know, they're just so good. They just, you can comp yeah. between the tracks and there's, ah, oh, the time's great. It's Even fine. drums. And then the vocals will be, a, you know, if we did three or four takes, it'll be a comp from the, you know, the vocals bit on the second, I'll fly that in. Mm -hmm. so. so you're not in the room singing with them or? I am. Oh, you are? I'm in, no, I'm in it. They were in a different room. I was in a in different room in the studio. Yeah. It's actually, it's kind of the entryway to the studio. It's got like tile floors, like Spanish tile floors. And, uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. Are you living in Spain still? I know. No, you're no, back in Nashville. In Nashville. I'm kind of back and forth all the time, but yeah. I was just there doing some shows. And How long were you in Spain for? I moved over there in 2004 and then moved to Brooklyn. I think that's the last time I saw you, maybe like 2007 yeah. or eight. We were standing outside. You, were st you just played a Bowery or something. Uh-huh. And you're like, what are you doing here? Right. <laughs> and I was like, I just went to a party and walking by. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, because you did the thing everybody fantasizes about doing, moving, moving to, to Europe. Moving to Europe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, we, my girlfriend, well, she was, I think she was, yeah, my wife at the time. She became pregnant, and uh, we said, hey, let's go back to Spain. And uh, did that, and was there for eight years, and moved to Nashville a few years ago. What was that like, being, like, moving to Spain and doing that? Um good you know i i learned the language the first few years you know i took lessons and really tried to get up to speed because there's right. far too many dinners or things you go to and you're just yeah, that guy <laughs> your brain's just fried yeah. you know you can the first you know hour and then you're like wow well, i just want to go home and right read a book or watch tv or something in english you know mm -hmm. so um I mean, it was great. I was still every few months for the first few years I was there. Every few months I was touring, and you know that was probably the height of my career almost. Mm -hmm. You know, well, I it's was coming the height. Yeah. What's this Christmas record <laughs> takes off, dude? I mean, it's gonna be huge. This Christmas market, yeah, you know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was listening to it. I was like, man, I should make a Christmas record. So that's a good sign. Well, that's cool. That's Thanks, good, man. No, yeah. for real. I was like, you know what? This is a good idea. Well, I was on tour with Nick Lowe, and he had just done one. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, that's a cool Christmas record. I right. want to do one right. now. Yeah, you, know? you did like, it. Because I listened to it in March, you know. Yeah. And I was like, this still works in March. It wasn't like. You know, Silent Night and like uh, sleigh bells going. You know, it just yeah. it was his sound with some Christmas. Well, the cool lyrics. thing about it's a it's yeah the the weird vibe about a Christmas record is it is for a specific thing. Yeah, in a specific time. You got about a month. But that keeps repeating. Like twenty years from now, your Christmas jams will still be like going yeah. through like some kind of department store you know that's, that that's, or yeah or i'm just gonna play you know i'm playing up here now or yeah. west coast you know it's just kind of seasonal work right but <laughs> that season keeps coming back around yeah yeah so it's nice yeah 
I like the whole, uh, what's the one about the red? Uh, red suit. Red suit. That yeah. was good, too. Yeah, thanks, man. Just like, I don't know. It so, had this whole only different take on Santa. Santa. Yeah, it's the like only Santa's Santa song. Santa's a badass. Yeah. It's got Ray-Bans. Yeah, it's got Ray-Bans. Black, yeah. black boots. Yeah. Like, they're polished Chewing up. Chewing up the neighborhoods. Yeah. 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 And the bass, when he goes down the chimney, woo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. You yeah. listened to it. Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. Yeah, it's a good band. They really it's they listen record. to lyrics and they just kind of Joseph get Arthur it. Christmas album coming in two weeks. Do it, man. Yeah, no, no, no. That would be for. That's a good question, though. Like, when did you? Yeah, when? Long? Like, you got to do it six months out, or do? Would, uh, we did it last after last Thanksgiving, last time at this year we mm-hmm. were doing it. So I kind of want it to be in the season, you know. Oh, okay. So a year to plan. Staying yeah. true. Yeah. Exactly. So we'll so, put it out next year. What's it like being back in Nashville? Well, you know, Nashville now is... It's the new, it's the new L.A. or Brooklyn whatever. Or, everything. Yeah, it's yeah. the new everything. Yeah. It's fun. I, I like it. You know, yeah. I was there when it was a sleepy little music town. You know, it was myself and like Lamb Chop. And, you know, outside of country music, there are a few kind of indie rock bands and mm-hmm. people doing cool things. Um, uh and I moved back, and it was the property prices were crazy, and right. you know, a bunch of hip kids running around. But I dig it; I like it. New restaurants. It's gotta be fun. It's fun, and I, I and I love that. Uh, there's all you know. There's different kinds of music there now. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Black Keys, White Stripes, or I mean, not White yeah, Stripes. Yeah, the Rockers Jack moved White. down there. Yeah. Justin Timberlake moved there. Is he? Yeah. Do you see him walking around? No, or? he's out in Franklin. Oh, you know, is that the fancy part of town? That's kind of the Christiany. Oh, Christiany? Art. Yeah. There's a whole Christian section. Oh, yeah. Really? Franklin's very Christian. So it's like lots of Merry Christmas signs up in Franklin. <laughs> Jesus and Merry Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, I didn't know he was Christian. I don't know. I, I think, you know, I, I don't know. But that's, you know, Franklin was always the very, um, very, very churchy part of, of Nashville. You know, mm. Very religious. Yeah. It's in you know it's about thirty forty minutes outside of Nashville. That's cool. Yeah, I didn't realize that you didn't start writing songs until you were eighteen. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. That I don't know. That surprised me. Well, I mean, we were sixteen, eighteen. I got a four track and made oh. up stuff. Okay, and was that your first album, the four track stuff? No, it was an eight track. Eight track. I didn't come out till I was twenty five, I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah, eight track. Um, Tascam. 38 and what was like your what was the big inspiration for you to start writing songs who who were your favorites or was there something that happened that put you in that direction nothing uh my my grandfather played music he played uh country and western music he Mm -hmm. was from nebraska and you grew up in nebraska i lived there i never knew him he died when i was two i think but his uncle his son excuse me my uncle his son played and he kind of got me into it like neil young and okay you know kind of the 70s singer songwriter stuff yeah Um, so that's kind of how i picked up a guitar and then um but at that time i was listening to you know i was going through a punk phase Mm. so like uh, who oh just anything that was fugazi fugazi i like the fugazi i like the poppier punk stuff you know the ramones sex Uh pistols kind of the the poppier stuff, but I think rebellious teens, you know? Yeah. And, and then I suppose around, around 18, I got into, you know, 
I mean, for me, R.E.M.'s first 10 records were pretty big. You know, just that lyrical, yeah. Michael Stipe's lyrical. I didn't understand what he was saying, but it was just like, wow, this is great. Yeah. I don't know where this is coming from, but it's... So that was a huge influence on me. Right. Um, the songs were catchy and um, they were fast. A lot of the songs were just cooking, you mm -hmm. know? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that was, you know, uh, getting out of high school, getting into college. Um, R.E.M., was, they were kind of like the... I went to in I was outside of Nashville, so in the South they were, uh, I mean they became big everywhere. But in the South at that time they were um, kind of like the college a college rock band. Yeah. You know. <clears throat> yeah, I I was into Reckoning. Yeah. That was that was big for me. Yeah. That one. Yeah. There was just this mystery kudzu thing about it. It was kind of like mm -hmm. you know folk art thing that I really got into. Um, so yeah, that was, and then I was in kind of band, different bands like that, and then. Uh, Did you always front? It never the bands? worked. No, I was a guitar Guitars. player and kind of writing, you know, helping the songs out. But I, I always noticed that I was the guy that was kind of most the most driven. You mm -hmm. know, like I wanted to get a record deal and I wanted to be in the music business. I right. Think, you know, or I wanted to do it for a living. Like Johnny wanted to watch the game, and you were like, I don't want to watch the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, no, it's like <laughs> well, we got to get a man. You know, we got to try to get something going on. Yeah. So. But that didn't really happen until hey, I was... Y'all don't understand. I need this. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I was going to college and I was like, I don't want to really do anything else. Mm. You know, I want to do this. What were you studying? There wasn't in, a plan B. In college. Yeah, I didn't have Philosophy. Okay, yeah, no plan B. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is just songwriting yeah, fodder, right. basically. Yeah, exactly. And then so you kind of took it to the solo place, I guess. Yeah, just years of being in bands and trying and, you know, you're in it with your friends and trying to create something that's gonna sound that people are gonna like or that, mm -hmm. you know, someone's gonna respond to. That didn't really, it happened but not, I kinda knew it as well, it just wasn't that great. Right. <laughs> so I was just valet parking cars in Nashville, working for tips and, uh, the drummer guy who played with me said, hey, I, I can get some time in the studio. I'm working on houses and stuff, doing construction. So I went in there and made a couple demos. And then next thing you know, I was, um, um, he actually passed it around to some people. And, and they said, hey, could, do you mind if we send this to, and it just kind of happened like that. And then there were a couple major labels interested and Ryko Disc was interested. That's who you signed to, right? That's who I signed to, yeah. All the major labels at that time, um, that was through a cassette that went, went around? Yeah, exactly, yeah. They kind of flew into Nashville, and I wasn't playing live. I didn't have a band or anything, but there was a... So I showcased in a place like this, and a, a bunch of people acoustic? came... No, I kind of put a band together. Yeah. And uh, I hadn't played on my own as a singer that much, but uh, This is very similar to my story, too. I bet. Yeah, because I was a bass player, this, that, and right. the other, and then my cassette went around, and it was like I, when I first did the auditioning thing it was kind of like i was totally faking yeah it. you hadn't been hashing out in That's, clubs no, yeah yeah <laughs> not, not at all make it till you make it yeah yeah so did it did it go rather well I guess? it did yeah but the major labels were like these are good demos that you've been working on uh you know we need to f we we want you know we'd sign you and what do you think about producers and all this kind of stuff and mm -hmm. rykodis was like we were like we like this right you know it was the eight track thing that i've been doing which is w w more indie you know yeah. but um, and I said, well, that's cool. And like, we'll, we'll put out more than one record. What was happening at that time in Nashville is there was, I had some other friends as well that were getting signed to, you know, Warner Brothers or, mm -hmm. you know, there was kind of a signing spree and, and, uh, 
they were making a record at, with big producers and, and it wasn't coming out a year later and you know yeah. they were kind of like wow so the feeling was like you could do that but if the maybe the record wouldn't come out or it would come out and bomb and then your name's kind of mud you know that was not mud but it was kind of oh that didn't work right you know? so you kind of had to rebrand or Another something thing to overcome at yeah that point. yeah and it was happening a lot so Recordist was like, hey, we'll just develop this. We'll do a slow grassroots thing. And uh, you won't have big budgets or anything. But uh, so I did, just decided to do that. Did you, do you have regrets about that? <laughs> no, I, I asked that because I have like some, oh, maybe I should have, oh, there was an opportunity there. But I've like dug into that integrity thing. Like I got introduced to Glenn Ballard before yeah. my first record came out. Right. And at a party and, and through the president of the label at the time. Wow. Yeah. And he was like, you have a great movie. You just don't have a preview, AKA a single. Right. But I was like, I was like, you know, that integrity thing was huge then the nineties yeah. and the, you know, yeah. and I was like, well, this is my album and I dug yeah. my heels in and you know, it, it, it went triple, uh, you know, like aluminum, you know, it went copper, went copper it yeah. went straight copper, you know? Yeah. And that's one of those things where it's like, I'm like, Hmm, hindsight. If I had that to do over again, I'd have been like, yeah. Like, I don't know why I was like stuck in that thought that it had to be this, like make a single with homeboy. Like, right. So what? Yeah, but, yeah. You know, but like those are the kind of things. So that's why that's where that question came from. No, yeah, I went through some of the same stuff. I think it was later after I'd done a few records with Ryko Disc, and it was definitely growing. Uh, I maybe should have went on. I know there was some interest. Uh, I should have went on maybe to a major label because it was you know all of a sudden I was yeah. selling fifty thousand records in the states and you know like a hundred thousand records almost every mm -hmm. every record and i was starting to play for you know a thousand people here and there and, and that mm -hmm. was maybe that that was a good time to kind of like okay let's get a bigger machine behind this yeah um but early on no because i was kind of like you i was like no this is i'm doing my thing i'm my thing yeah yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah your 20s you know yeah and, and i and i remember i think my second record i had a single that was on um a soundtrack and Vanilla Sky. Vanilla Sky, Vanilla Sky. yeah. Cameron Crowe, yeah. Album. Shout out, that Cameron was the second Crow. out, yeah. And uh, yeah, you know, Jeff Buckley had a song on there. McCartney did an original song. Yeah. REM. That was a huge movie. I remember. Yeah, I went and saw that in the theater. And everyone said Tom this Cruise. is gonna blow up. You know, yeah. I went to the premiere and it was like, "You're gonna be on this. This is gonna, you know, your career is gonna take off." So there was this hype. Yeah. And uh, that didn't really happen. The, the soundtrack kind of bombed. Um, I don't know why everyone was on it. You know? Right, I mean, big big groups were on it. <laughs> well, back then, Radiohead was on it, and like Radiohead was huge. Yeah, yeah. yeah and big, Cameron, I think and I jinxed Crow, it. Who, yeah. Now oh, come on, I doubt it. <laughs> he wasn't that big back then. But was he was he? like, you know, a music guy. It had all the. No, he was all... coming off almost famous, which yeah, he was yeah, huge. That was after. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. yeah, and he knows music, and it was like also probably has lots of connections but i guess that the culture decides you know? yeah but you know what I, almost famous actually wasn't that big i think we i, I thought it was really no i was talking to mark kozilek the other day oh and he goes you know that wasn't a, that only premiered in like five theaters it was like a couple years later it just kind of really this kind of cult thing happened with it that's fine i was like really he's like yeah yeah well what were you guys talking about almost famous for because he's in it Oh, he's in it? Yeah, he plays in the band. Oh, he does. I okay. said, man, you had it going, you know, he had a nice, 
he was in almost he was in Vanilla Sky as well. Really? Yeah. And he He's was like, it was great. Like red Red House Painters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and he was like, that. "Yeah, it was great because I'd do a record and tour, and then Cameron would call me, and I'd be on set." You know, it's like, damn, it's nice to. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, what were what were you talking with him about? I he was in Nashville playing. I got um, you. And then we just we were talking about stuff. Yeah, he's great, huh? Yeah. Interest, unique. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, his the stuff he's been doing is all narrative now. Yeah, know? it's just great. I hadn't heard anybody. It's like rap almost, you know, but yeah, um, uh, it was great. It's kind of like Bill Hicks crossed with, um, with, uh, I don't know. He's kind of doing some jazzy stuff too. That's funny. Bill Hicks reference. I asked him that and he was like, yeah, he's like, I've been getting that a lot lately. Why, why Bill Just Hicks? dark humor, you dark know? Dark humor. Yeah. Oh, okay. Especially the banner in between songs, you know? Yeah. He was like, man, I, I didn't feel like half the crowd left because he was kind of, you know, he's talking about Nashville, first chorus, first chorus, but having a good time, you know, like right. funny. Like it I was like, it was comedy. Shit. Yeah. Tension. We were crying. Exactly. I like, I like awkwardness. That's, I love it. That's entertainment. Yes. Yeah. I like, I can't believe people would leave for that. Yeah. I, and then he was, I try he was to like, create as much awkwardness in between songs as I possibly can. That's the best shit. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> great. Like, that's energy. I think the musicians get it, and, and, yeah. and I'm surprised his crowd is pretty, kind of made up of musicians. You know, that's, that's interesting. What they and plus, he's like so I, I would think popular or something. Yeah. At least I don't I don't know. I haven't seen one of his shows. Well, he was at City Winery, and he didn't. You know, the City uh, Winery in Nashville. He was like, "What well, is this, like 55 and over crowd?" <laughs> <laughs> Not yeah. just everything was, you know, uh, it was, everything was... It was a little contentious. Yeah, it was so good, though. I was like, this is a great show. Yeah, that place is huge, though. The, the city winery in Nashville. It's a big room. Yeah, it's not. It's not it's like uh, great to play. Yeah, must music. Must be six hundred people. It sounds good on a stage, but to watch, you know, or yeah. to it's just kind of like a high school gymnasium or something. Mm -hmm. You'd have to really have a huge crowd yeah. in there, I think, to make it. Yeah. You know, God bless City Winery, though. Do you play there a lot? Or oh, you played City Vineyard last night, right? Yeah. Well, we were going to do the show in City Winery, but it closed. Right, it's closed, yeah. I'm doing I'm doing City Vineyard January 1st and 2nd. Nice. Yeah. Did you get on there? Yeah. Did you like it? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I guess they got a new sound system. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It sounded good. They do, yeah. they do. I was just, uh, <laughs> yeah. They upgraded, just so you know. Okay, well, this, yeah, it sounded fine. It there, sounded yeah. good. So what do you think about this whole modern music business now, like oh, compared man. to what we were talking about with Ryko Disc and yeah. the labels? And you the, probably so, sold CDs, and, and I did too. I, yeah. Everyone was I'm like still, happy. Like still selling, I mean, not selling tons of, but like still making CDs to sell. Do you still make CDs? Are you well, make, Yep Rock do, yeah. because uh, Yep Rock's putting the Christmas Yeah, I've been out. with them for like 10 years now. Oh, okay. Um, but I think, you know, physical product now is tough for everyone. Yeah. And I'm guilty of it too. I'll go to a show, and you know, if I went to go I see you, I won't buy a CD. Why I would I? Why but I'd buy I your buy vinyl. A CD? No, exactly. Maybe a vinyl. I'll buy. I'll buy your your record, but I'm not on Amazon buying vinyl all day. I'm not that no guy way. either. You know. Nah, I'm not either. Uh, don't have the space, and I mean, I like it, but uh, so I guess I expect that from my fans. But they're kind of the same time. They're probably just streaming it. Mm -hmm. They are streaming it. Yeah. <laughs> I make paintings. I'm just like, there you go. buy a painting. There you go. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you want to yeah, support yeah. me? Buy a painting. Yeah. Great. Great you idea. You know, because it's like, I don't know. It's interesting, though. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's, start a podcast. Yeah. That's another way. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a tough time, man, for for um, 
I mean, I guess I was just a, or I am just, you know, working class singer songwriter, you know, going around trying to play when I can and yeah. put out records every few years. But um, what's the key to keeping yourself emotionally and <laughs> mentally <laughs> together, of uh, together <laughs> enough to do this? Because it, it takes a lot. It and, does. And you've survived in it well and you're and you keep thriving. So it's like. I don't think people oh, understand necessarily what that takes to uh, keep an artistic career going. Um, I just desire, I guess, to keep doing it. Still got that thing when you were yeah. like, like, hey, we got to get a manager. Yeah, remember why you started. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, what reminds you? Um... What reminds me? I don't know. I'll get excited about anything, probably like you, you know, I'll get yeah. excited about um, um, a, a new little keyboard, OP1, that just came out. Oh, I want to check that out. Oh, you man, know? And I have an OP1. <laughs> you you want to get rid of it? Dude, it's I, I feel bad. I like, I kind of broke mine. And it's <laughs> Did like you get frustrated too, with it? No, I accidentally, just oh. through bad care, and now it won't turn on. Oh, man. I need to send it back. But that is the coolest keyboard. Yeah. Yeah. I want another one. Yeah. But they're too expensive. Yeah, they are expensive. <laughs> so, yeah, any, anything, you know, or just, you know, I have friends that keep doing it and we'll work on a song and, you know, it'll take a couple songs and you're back in it again. You mm -hmm. know, you're kind of like, wow, I think this is good. What about like emotional and mental health? Like you mentioned <laughs> therapy, but like, do, yeah. you do, do you do that? Do you do anything like yoga or anything? Yeah, like I do. I do yoga. Yeah, me too. I did today already. Oh, great. I'm supposed to go no, to another one. I need like a lot of that. Yeah, me too. Like, seriously. Yeah, just to keep from... Um, yeah, it's hard to, to stay all day for me, just kind of... Especially when you're touring and all the, you know, all the little logistical things that can go wrong or whatever. You yeah. Know, it's just not... You know, you got to check in on yourself and go, oh, this is cool. You know, everyone's cool. Right. <laughs> How are you touring? In a, in a van, in a car, rental car. I mean, sometimes I'll go out on a rental car by myself. I do that a lot. You know? Um, I do, right now, I kind of flew up here, and uh, I'm playing with a percussionist, and Brad Jones, who produced the record, he's on piano. So mm -hmm. we kind of flew up here. I'm renting a car later, a van, and we're driving to West Nyack to play some performing arts center. And then the rest of the band flies into Philly and D.C., and then uh, we just have back line, and we do it, and they'll fly back, and... How long is the little run? That's just like a week. A week? Yeah, and then I have something in Nashville. But I just got back from Spain and P Portugal, and I have a band I play with over there, too. And you still have, uh, like, a social situation yep. over there? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Are you still with your wife? Yeah. wife yeah, we have two kids. And yeah. Wow. Yeah. What's that like, raising the family? She's in Nashville with you, I presume? Like, she's in Spain right now. She's coming to Nashville in a week, I think. So you guys so. kind of go back and forth? Yeah, yeah. That sounds city? so fucking rad, dude. <laughs> Thanks. Honestly, it might be hard to like keep it. It all is, up, yeah. That can, like, yeah. That's the reason outside, I need yoga like, sometimes like, too. Yeah, it's yeah. not like simple. I'm just living in this one. No, ever know. since you moved to Spain, I w I've been a little bit jealous. Ow. You know, because you just did the th thing that a <laughs> yeah. lot of people. My friend did that too. He moved to Paris. Oh yeah, great. City. And it's the same thing. I was yeah. like, man, people that actually do that. Is he in music? He is. He's okay. a front of house sound guy. Oh okay. But he, he did it, and he has a, you know, French, like, wife and kids. Same, right. Same sort of situation. Yeah, yeah. I don't regret any of it. I've, I've had a good time. I've had a great, great life. Um, but, yeah, I, the same thing, kind of the emotional 
uh, you know, supporting a family doing this too is, you know, yeah. I guess that kind of keeps me going as well. I was talking right. to, um, not to name drop the whole time, but Go John Doe, we, we share the same manager and he's been doing it, you know, I kind of, I think maybe five years ago, I started looking at people that were in their, you know, late fifties and sixties. Who's doing still it. doing this? Yeah. You know, uh, John Doe's one of them. He's you know? killing it. And, uh, he was like, yeah, the kids will keep you making music, man. Yeah. You know? And that's kind of true to some degree. It's like, uh, you know, the touring and, and putting out a record, and I, I have a company that I work with. It. There's always a way to kind of make ends meet if I kind of keep on an album cycle. Oh, you know? really? Yeah. Like a, a company of... Well, Yep Rock. Yep Rock. They're right. always, hey, let's, you know. Let's do it. You, have you got something in? Like, yeah, I've got this thing I'm working on, and they just kind of let me do what I want to do, which is great. Yeah, I was listening to an interview with you, and the... Um, and I think you said something about when you you did make a record in Spanish, didn't you? There's a song, yeah. Or, I think three. There's three songs three in Spanish. Songs. It's and, a great record. It's called El Turista. And you said that like it went really well, but the Spanish didn't. Take yeah, to they it. didn't want me singing in Spanish. <laughs> what, like that surprised me because I would think they would be like, even if your Some Spanish people... was like a little like ropey here and there. Like to me, that would even be endearing. Like if right. I was Spanish. Yeah. And I knew you and saw you doing that. I, I would think they would celebrate that. I think the women liked it. Mm-hmm. You know, D- but dudes but weren't having it. Dudes weren't having especially like, the dude critics. You know, the dude critics are your older Spanish, uh, you know. So guys, are we just like, talking about some like bitter Kelsey's critics that didn't it. like it? And, but yeah. That's critically. It. That's it. I mean, uh, people still came a, to the that show. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. Critics are always going to have something, yeah. something to say. Yeah. Dude. But it went well in the other parts of the world, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even take. Okay. Yeah. That doesn't necessarily mean the Spanish didn't take. But I was touring with the Spanish band at that time, and, and uh-huh. you know, there were, you know, big paper would come out and there'd be a review of the record. <laughs> you know, oh, it's really? that they were kind of hiding it. It was like, don't worry about that, you know. But you deep. toured in English and Spain, and people yeah. n- knew you. Yeah. I, um, so when you returned to those markets with the Spanish album, it was fickle? Yeah. Well, I, I was, and I was oh, that's living a good there. Question. You're talking about the. Yeah, exactly. Was, 1972 is a big record in Spain. Exactly. Yeah. And Nashville was a big record in Spain. Yeah, album, I made one called Subtitulo. It did really well. And then the next one was some of it. I'll do a couple songs in Spanish. You're like, uh-uh. The critics, you know. The critics. Right, but in the, in the physical room, did you hear chatter when you were doing the Spanish stuff or... No, I mean, a few giggles, maybe, right. you know. But I had a good accent. I, I didn't feel like when I did it, like, oh, this isn't good. You know, at first I was nervous, but I thought, no, this is this is really good. You know, I, one of the songs was mine, and the rest of them were, you know, one was a Bola de Nieve cover, which was a Cuban pianist from the 40s. You know? mm-hmm. um, so, but I went, I hadn't listened to the record in a long time, and I went back a few months ago and listened to it, and I said, wow, this is so good, the arrangements on it are so, that's, that's de- it's definitely like a cinematic uh, record, you know, there's big string arrangements on it, and there's lots of bossa nova, and um, it's beautiful. Isn't it fun when you like go back to your old stuff and you can't believe how good it is? <laughs> I know, <laughs> not for real though. Like, and I was like, sometimes I'm like, man, I was good. I was, yeah. <laughs> I was better than I thought. What the fuck? Yeah, you kind of got to go back and give yourself props a little sometimes, bit. Sometimes, like, yeah, you know, yeah. Because I don't. Recent one for you that you did. That? It was a track off of Redemption City. Which I produced and did this whole thing. I never put it, you know, it's like it was put out for free on the internet. It's a very but I, different album. I, 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 yeah, and I heard it and I was like, man, that's like actually really, like that's it's good. far yeah. better than what I had thought of it as yeah. in my mind, you know? Yeah. How and many I, records do you have Oh, now? man, so many. 
I don't know, 15, 15 something like that, yeah. I would say. Yeah. Like, and then some side projects too. Yeah. You know, how about, how about you? This is at 12, I 12, think. 12, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, we've been basically going same time. At, at the same time. Yeah, right? I remember when I was, uh, I think my second record, I was flying up here to do something. And, and yeah. the guy, I think Ryko Disc had been sold to Island Records. Mm-hmm. And so all these Island people kind of came in. And um, that was a time when they were like, can you give us a single? You right. know, I had just finished the record and they were like, that was the only time I really had pressure to, you know, can you write just one? And I didn't even know, what do you mean, right? I, I don't right. know what that would be, you know? Yeah. I, you mean it's not in there already? I'm trying already. Yeah, exactly. I mean, right. I'm, I'm try- always trying to I want to be the Beatles. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. I, I'm not trying to do something that's <laughs> yeah. avant-garde. This right. is pop music, you yeah. know? So I I didn't know how to do that, but they were like, if you could just give us one, I was like, ah, oh. yeah, <laughs> Ryan, man, yeah, I give you I give you the white album if I could give you the white album, yeah. Um. So, but and then I remember one of the radio guys talking about you. He's like, you ever heard of Joseph Arthur? And I said, no. He's like, oh man, he's like the new. I can't remember what he said, but he was hyping you up a lot, and that's man. when I. I really let that guy down, turns out. Yeah. Did you work with Island, too? Were you working? No, I'm just kidding, because he's like, I, I'm the new this, and I guess I wasn't the new that. But that happens. Yeah, I was the I, new I, something, I, too. I, I, at that, You remember that at that time. Oh, they yeah, dude. It. I would, like, you know, like, see your things and go, man, Josh Rouse, everybody loves him. Yeah. You I'd know, say the same thing about right. you. Like, man, man, fuck competitive. That guy, fuck man, that guy. Oh, man, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> that's too funny. Why is getting all this press? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's too funny so are you writing with like do you ever write with young new artists yeah like are you doing some of that yeah that was kind of part of the reason to go back to nashville is is help people out that uh that are half my age yeah be their fathers you know interesting i've been doing a little bit of that too yeah and yeah half my age thing even even less than half it's so young now but I still like when yeah. I'm hanging out with them. I feel like we're still friends. Yeah. It's just until I look in the mirror and see that I'm way older than them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But it's so interesting. And you kind of become part. Uh, you know, you're helping them craft songs, but and then you're part therapist or kind of advice. Yeah. You know. Right. It's like, what do you think I should do about you know? It's like, yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know if that happens with you, but I've been, yeah, that's does. the younger people. It's like, man, I've got to be on social media all day. It's so stressful. It's like, yeah, man, sorry. Are you doing the social media thing? <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know. Here and there. I'm not from that generation, you know. I No, I have to. It's, yeah. it's you know, and I could probably do How it more. How many TikTok more. followers do you have? I'm, yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's that? Yeah. What's I mean, the there's always one? something new. Yeah, and there's it's just, uh, I'd rather spend more time working on the music than you know taking a picture of myself doing this or that or you know it's it's the it's the age of self-promotion right mm-hmm. now yeah. you know and i didn't come from that you didn't either you know you, no. there was a team that helped you do that and right. you could communicate with them but there was so much more mystery you know i didn't yeah. want to know what what tom waits was having for dinner every night that right. made me want to you know be into his world you know i don't want to see that yeah you know yeah, i think it's things. taken a lot of the mystery out of you know, Absolutely. rock and roll. Yeah, and it's also just like, yeah. Because we're like, well, in the 90s, it was like you were supposed to seem like you accidentally were getting found out <laughs> yeah. as being a yeah, mad yeah. genius. Yeah. And you're right. like, I don't want this attention. Yeah. Get it away. Right. Whereas now, it's like the age of just like people just like, like obviously grasping for attention. Right. It's just that part of humanity's on blast. 
yeah. and it's t- never going back inside. I don't think. I don't well, know. maybe it will. Like when like the, you know, brave new world happens or whatever. And yeah. people really don't want, there you go. Or something. Yeah. Just a, a complete backlash against the, are you doing uh have you developed any other as- aspects of your life that are like, um, like, cause I, as I've gotten older the last few years, particularly I've gotten very into like boxing and athletics and stuff like that. It's become a very, like a passion on the level of music for me. Nice. Has anything like that developed for you? Yoga. Yeah, yoga. Yoga, just exercise, really. Yeah. Um, and, you know, soccer, I guess. I don't play, but my kids do, so yeah. I'm a soccer dad. Oh, you, know? you are? Yeah. Well, That's they grew fun. up in Spain. You know, they lived in Spain. So yeah. then when they came so over the, to Nashville. The football, they must be killing. They were, they were killing. I was like, okay, I never thought I'd be that dad, but <laughs> right, I'm that dad like, now. Yeah. I could just see it. They're in on your, the travel teams. I saw and it in your face just then. You're like, okay, I got like this. It's like, fun, you, man. You're like, yeah, like your kids are badass. Yeah. So That's it, rad. Yeah. And they're into music, too. So That's cool. How old are they? Eight and ten, the two boys. Amazing. Real Madrid fans? What's their favorite? Uh, Valencia. Valencia. But they know him. You know, my oldest son knows every worldwide, you know, all the leagues, the names of the players. He collects the cards. He has albums of cards, and he trades them, and he he knows the names and teams and, you know, where they were from. So cool. That's cool. Yeah. Are they going to try to, like, well, they're too young to, like, think about if, they could go pro or anything like that, I guess. But um, yeah, I mean, you, we uh, talk about it a little bit. Did? It'd be cool if they did that, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like flying around, Fuck, watching yeah. your, your kids play in stadiums and in soccer matches. Even it was, you know, I mean, I'm probably, what, a third division singer-songwriter? So oh, come on. Even if they were third division. T- I think you're first class, dude. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. But on a, on a popularity. On a popularity scale. You know, yeah. I'm playing City Vineyard. I'm not, I'm yeah. not it. We're, yeah, we're both know. rocking around the third division, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't mean it's not good. Hey, but It doesn't mean we're not going to get to that first division, That's right. Too. That's Those right. dreams, like, keep alive. Do you do anything... Along those lines, like I listen to Abraham Hicks a lot. You know, Who's that? Like, uh, she's like a manifestation guru. Like, okay. Talking about like manifesting your dreams and all that kind My of stuff. My wife's into that. I like Sad Guru. Have you ever heard of Sad Guru? Oh my God, that's Somebody so fucking funny. Yeah, right? Ralph mentioned him as like being sort of criminal. I, I like Sad Criminal? I like Sad Guru too. Yeah, no, I was surprised to hear that. No booch? Ah. What'd you, would you want some kombucha? Yeah. I do too. I like yeah. it too. Yeah, no um, so sad guru. yeah I, I hadn't I like him as well I did the inner engineering online course I got it for free and I, d- I dug it yeah no I like I like him too yeah I like every, but I, I don't I, see how it's criminal nothing he's saying is, isn't really kind this, of true uh, the, we had a guy on the podcast yesterday named Ralph Sutton actually I'm going to go on his podcast after this okay uh, and he's a cool dude but he was yeah he does this thing where he like investigates gurus and then decides if they're like full of shit or not and, mm-hmm. he, and he said sad guru was one that was full of shit and i was surprised because hmm. i like sad guru too yeah so i'm not i'm personally not saying that right but then he told me told me a list of some stuff but what was the inner engineering thing i think you know out right right outside of nashville there's he's got a huge there's a big um a big Buddhist temple out there. Uh-huh. So I was going to go out there and meditate. And because I signed up, um, they had some kind of a cleansing thing going yeah. on. And it was like a hundred bucks. So I did it. it so that kind of came with it, you know, right. the online oh, cool. course. And uh, it was cool. I dug it. You know, I'm, I'm up for any information, man. It's yeah. kind of, uh, 
you know, we live in some kind of, we're living in some crazy times. There's a reality, you know, a reality TV billionaire spoiled freaky president here, Super you know? Freak, yeah. yeah. I, you know, it's, it's nutty. So any kind of. And the of, left is going ape shit. Too. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But this I is mean, worldwide. I mean, in Spain, it's happening too. There's yeah. far right people that are, you know. No, it's like the, ext- the extremes are both going wacky. Right. Right. In my opinion. Yeah. You know, I, I'm kind of like becoming shockingly more center. Yeah. The older I get. Yeah. Me too. You know what I mean? Me too. Whereas yeah. I would have thought I was more radical left before. Yeah. But I, I'm really big into free speech. Yeah. So that kind sure. of freaks me out. Like the deplatformings and stuff yeah. like that. Have you followed any of that kind of uh-uh. stuff? Anyway. Yeah. I don't need to go down that <laughs> rabbit hole. <laughs> like, you know, it's got me in a more of a middle middle vibe yeah feeling you yeah know? i think i think definitely things need to change i like this tulsi Gab- i don't know how to say her name anyway but um is it a new a new candidate, candidate. yeah she's democrat but she's more kind of you know just more in the center i think yeah, she like you guys are freaking the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. you guys I mean, both Ber- need to calm the fuck down. You know, I like Bernie Sanders, you know. Yeah. I mean, I think for a long time, uh, everything he said, I, you know, I lived in a in a socialist country for How a long that? time, you know, and everything he says. And they had uh, universal health care. Right. For, yeah. Education, I, you into, know. My I'm wife went that. to university for almost free. You know, I think she paid for books and stuff. Yeah. But, so I'm, my kids are going to go to school there, you know. If things yeah. don't change, it's like, wow, I don't have to pay. Yeah, I think like, so, like you know, I'm not into communism and, and, and that kind of stuff or even what I would say socialism, except for uh, I do believe health care is a human right. And, and I, so I can't. Yeah. So I can't divorce myself from that. Right. And I do think people should be have access to education right that the two basic things is is being healthy and being educated yeah Yeah. and then i think with those in line then you know do some pulling up by your bootstraps because that also believes in humanity's ability to do that like you know what i mean if take you can't take like there's that thing of like uh victims of trust funds Mm -hmm. so to speak Mm -hmm. or like you know, Dylan's got that line, helpless like a rich man's child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, yeah. so you don't want to make people helpless. No, in that exactly. Either, and, and that is a danger, so. I agree. But I definitely think, you know, if somebody's really sick and they can't afford some shit, let's save them. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, yeah. But, um, so... It, well, I'd like to have a salary just for doing what I'm doing. Wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> the older I get to, oh, it's like, yeah. anybody I, wants to give me a few grand a month just yeah. to be, you know. Yeah, I'll, I'll Rain kind of Phoenix brought that up, that she thinks patrons of the arts should come back. And I, I'm down Hell for that, yeah. too. Yeah. I'm down for that. Okay, so, so yeah. Like, I mean, I'm 47 and I'm still hustling. 48 you know? over here, bro. I'm hustling. Oh, me too, dude. You know? But you know what? I don't mind that. Like I and I'm hustling too, and there's days I get frustrated where I'm like, "Fuck, come on, dude!" Yeah, or God or yeah. whoever, like just like throw. Michael like, Bublé needs to do one of my Christmas tunes. You <laughs> come know? on, Michael Bublé, <laughs> dude, it'll happen. Let's put that out there uh, yeah, for Abraham, Abraham Hicks style. You know, put that in your vortex. But yeah, just that windfall that just takes the financial pressure right, away. Right, like, that's it. You yeah, know? but uh, I gotta say, I think. It, it ultimately the fact that there's still a very real fire under my ass about survival yeah is not a bad thing yeah i, agree. I mean 
and I could, you know, like even like the the prime of our lives. Apparently, like, have you ever heard of that book called Think and Grow Rich? No. Napoleon Hill. Mm-mm. He talks about like the prime of a person's life is forty to sixty. Really? That's it. And that was like in the thirties. They said that. Like that. Wow. Those are your most creative years, which you wouldn't think, because like when we came up, it was like once you're twenty-seven, if you yeah. weren't. Kirk Cobain, you might as well. You, know, you had or, ten years. Yeah, yeah that's really. it. Like, yeah. make it to sixty back then, in the thirties. They made it to sixty-two. <laughs> sixty-two. Right. No, so it's like, uh, yeah. So I, I feel like I want to check that book out. That sounds good. Think Thinking and grow rich. Thinking and there's a part about sexual transmutation in it. Wow. All kinds of stuff. It's deep. Yeah. He also has this book called Outwitting the Devil, which is real interesting. Okay. And there's a whole interview with the devil in it. And yeah. the devil even like is telling the truth about the whole thing apparently. Okay. And and when you read the audio book, I mean read listen to the audio book, mm-hmm. the devil has a you know a different character voice, and it and it it kind of makes you think like man, he did tap into like like the book conversations with God. It sounds like that guy tapped into something. Wow. But uh, it sounds like he tapped into the devil, and the devil even says, "Don't uh, like he." I think he asked him at one point, "Why are you being so honest?" And the devil was like, "Because you're not going to publish this anyway, <laughs> and if you do, people will hate you, right? And you're not going to publish it." Wow. And the fucked up thing is, he didn't publish it, and his wife didn't publish it either. It didn't get published until they both passed away. Wow. Isn't that fucking wow. wild, dude? Wow. Great. So, and this this was like the thirties. Yeah, like around the thirties. Napoleon Hill, interesting, yeah. interesting author. Yeah, because I suppose in that time, you know, you had a lot of. It wasn't musical art. It was artist artists. You know, that was a big. So probably he kind of saw Dali and all these people, mm-hmm. Picasso, all these people in that time that were, you know, their prime of their life was forty to sixty. Right. Yeah. I as far as being internationally big. Yeah. Well, with painters, you know, painters often have their first show in like they're forty-five. Yeah. You know, it so takes like as all a painter, like to... you know, as painters, we're young. Yeah. We're in. But that, this, we're he's in just talking. He's 20s. talking about anybody. Yeah, he's talking about just, anybody. Uh, okay. Like, I, and I don't know where he got that information from, but like that—that's like because that's the mix of your knowing, like you have you enough have experience, yeah, wisdom to, but you still have vitality. Okay. So we're it's okay that there's still a fire under our ass. Okay, all right. Let's put it that way. Thanks, man. Yeah, we're fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we're like talk like we'll do this again when we're sixty. Right. Yeah. Let's and do it. And then if we don't have like <laughs> lots of easygoing abundance, then yeah. I think we should be concerned. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Then I think we should be like, wait, what's going on? You should on? both move to Spain. Well, have you well, had yeah. a hit? Have you had like? Do you have a song that someone's covered and that you've made a bunch of money off of? I have. Uh, well, you know, I have Michael Stipe. Uh, covered in the sun with oh really yeah and so did Peter Gabriel um, wow and uh, that's pretty but, but serious people doing your songs it is and yeah. Chris Martin dude yeah Chris Martin with did Michael it Stipe. with Justin Timberlake too because Michael Stipe made like an EP of in the sun ah, for Katrina okay, but okay so it's, that's it's, right like, they've always been for charity. That blew my mind when I heard that version. Joe. I love his reaction. That's so fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> when I heard, I That's he didn't tell me reaction, about it. Why did it have to be you? <laughs> All yeah. these incredible, dude. huge people, and this. it's going to be for charity. That's funny as hell. No, I mean it? It, charity's great. I mean he didn't no, tell it's me about funny, it. Dude. It's, it. <laughs> he didn't tell me about it, and I found out about this thing, and I listened to it, and Michael Stipe is singing, and then for the chorus, Chris Martin fucking comes in. Yeah. yeah. It's 
unbelievable. And I'm right. like, Joe, when the this fuck is did your this song, happen? Man, yeah. And he's like, Nah, it's like what, whatever. <laughs> Come yeah. on, and, I'm dude, not like that. I'm, I'm glad at the it time, happened. I'm I grateful. couldn't. I couldn't believe it. It right. was uh, amazing. Right. Uh, Amazing, yeah, version. and the Black Eyed Peas did one like with with Justin Timberlake. Crazy. Or something. Wow, no, because he made an EP of it for Katrina. Yeah, here's a funny. It is a funny. But still, st- I'm sure you know. You met everyone's like, well, this is really going to raise your. You know, don't worry about. You well, know, the this funny, is going to raise your profile yeah. and all that kind of stuff, which I'm sure it did. Yeah, I'm sure know? it did. But like, and then Peter Gabriel actually covered in the Sun before it came out, before my version. Oh, and he that's was, great. And asked me if it was okay because he was like, you know, people are going to think it's my song, and I'm like. Listen, just do it. That's yeah. that's great. And then he goes, it's for a Princess Diana tribute record, which was for an Elton John charity thing. And Peter was like, I'm trying to see if I can take some of the percentage and flow through to you because yeah. you're like a yeah. new artist and obviously, you yeah. know, not like financially right. well off. But that did, that couldn't happen. So yeah. Like, did that come out? I never yeah, that did came it out. before you Actually, it. he just put out a whole big, huge compilation of tons I of know his. about that. And that's and, on there. And that's on there, oh, that's too. that's cool. Yeah, yeah, it's it's cool. What about you? Did you have anything like that? No, no one's ever done <laughs> Chris it. Martin didn't call. Chris <laughs> Martin didn't call. I mean, small. you know, I, I, every once in a while I'll see a YouTube video of someone doing it, but I've never had anyone big do any of my songs. So. But mm. you probably thought at the beginning, like, hey, this might be another thing mm-hmm. you know i have friends now in nashville that have played my and they're and they're like staff songwriters and and they've had a few hits so you know it's funny about but i've never had a hit you know yeah. i've had a, a few kind of indie popular records but i've never had a like i've a, had like honey in the moon was kind of a semi not, not a hit but it was on like uh, the oc and it became popular good. like i've had a, I have a couple popular songs right i would say Your Shrek yeah. song. i don't think i don't think i've ever had a hit like per se right but some popular songs. But the funny thing about the reason why Michael Stipe did the In the Sun thing is because um, he wanted to use it for this movie called Saved. But that was like back when, remember when you would get a sink and you would say no to sinks and shit mm-hmm. like that? Yeah. Like, Which you would it, never do now. Dude, you would never. <laughs> and then I, like, I, even went, I went to the screening with a friend of mine and... Um, I don't know. For some reason, I said no. Wow. I just, I, like, I don't know. I don't even know why. I just did. And um, he, and I was in New Orleans. I was kind of living in New Orleans at the time. Oh, yeah? And so he called me there to, like, appeal to me to, to let him use it. And I said, okay, you can use it. I'm, you know. Yeah. But then when Katrina happened, he associated me with New Orleans because of the 504 ah, area code. gotcha. So it's because I said no that that cover even happened. Oh, okay. Isn't that isn't it's that like yeah, that's yeah. kind of an interesting right. like thing? Wow. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't know what that lesson is, but yeah. I guess if you're dumb enough, good things happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. All this was yeah. before or after you toured with REM. Um, I don't, that's a good question. I think it was after. After. Okay. So you already knew you and. Yeah. 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 Are you do, do you I'm do, a huge yeah that's great yeah. I'm a big fan man that's cool you even yeah, a, any associ- with associ- association with him yeah. yeah I'm in a band with Peter Buck oh, right nice. now Arthur Buck we Arthur put out Buck, we put I out like a it. record and actually we're we put we finished our second record but it's not we're looking for a home for it okay I think he was talking to Yep yeah, Rock yeah because yeah because he's done some stuff with him yeah yeah they're good to nice. work with huh yep yeah Rock. yeah. So do you do any side projects? 
Like, or do you keep it? Not really. I, I want to do one. Uh, I just don't have anything. I always have ideas and nothing ever. I don't finish anything, you know, mm -hmm. or I'll do a few songs with someone and then we just kind of leave it and they move on. So. And then your last solo record before this Christmas one's called Modern Love. Is love right? in the Modern Age. Oh, Love in the Modern Age. Yeah, and it was kind of a different, you know. Um, different production stuff. A lot of synth. Yeah, it's I like a, it. a laptop record. You yeah, know, but basically. it's cool. Kind of yeah. reminds me of Leonard Cohen. Yeah, yeah, kind of the, the 80s Leonard Cohen. Yeah. I like those records. When I was younger, I didn't. I thought Dude, these I, are cheesy. This sounds like I a love bad. Them. Yeah. I have a whole theory about it. Okay, what's your theory? Do tell. My theory is this. It's like if it's like putting a masterpiece in a cheap frame. Exactly. I know that's what he was wow. doing. Yeah. I think that's what he was doing. Yeah. yeah, and it accentuates the the masterpiece right. actually. Right. It's actually like counterintuitive, but like if you you know, and he sounds great when he when he's like quote unquote well produced. Yeah. Because I actually like the Casio keyboard vibe. I love it. Yeah. I do too. Yeah. And it's so un it's so distinctive. Yeah. And it is like putting a masterpiece in a cheap frame. It yeah. just makes it makes it that much more clear. Right. In a weird way. No, I, I that's a, the same philosophy. What is the cheap I frame? The mu the music? Yeah, it's like Casio keyboard ish production, some of his Which stuff. Which album are you using? Like, kind of all of them? Kind of <laughs> not all of them, but um, what's a what's a good example if I want? I'm your listen? man. I'm your man. Okay. Um, that yeah, that one especially is you know. Even everybody knows. Like, isn't yeah. that one got that keyboard yeah. thing? Yeah, yeah, they all do. Everybody knows. It's like, yeah, and he's got a mic like this. I'm sure you know. And he's just, it's just. I like the production. I didn't like it when I was younger. You right. Know? I think I was more folkier or whatever, and and then. And yeah. then it wasn't until my late 30s that I was like, wow, okay, I get this. I know what he was doing now. Right. But that record definitely, I liked, you know, when I was in high school too, uh, in college, I got into the Blue Nile. Do you know that band, the Fuck Blue yeah, Nile? Dude. So that was a big influence. Uh, the guy who I was writing some of the songs with was like, man, let's do something like the Blue Nile. I was like, yeah. So he had these cool, like, sus chord, big, beautiful, you know, ideas with these kind of... Uh, mellow beats you know behind it and i was like yeah so i started writing lyrics over that and that was kind of how it all got started oh cool so you were doing sort of top line writing kind of thing or yeah yeah i yeah. like doing that too and yeah or it'll just be an idea yeah you know and then oh let's go here and do that or this needs kind of to go somewhere else and and i work well with it with this guy that i've been writing with for a long time did you tour that record love in the modern age yeah yeah what is it like sort of uh we didn't go all the way i mean i didn't have drum machines or anything oh you didn't now no we j i just used my my band hmm. you know yeah that's interesting yeah because you could have almost just done it with the laptop i thought about that have you heard of sleaford mods uh-uh good name cool. yeah well, they're a great uk it's a laptop band dude to the point where it's like you know it's kind of like have you ever remember the streets yeah, yeah. okay yeah. it's like that it's like that kind of like Oi, mate, you know what yeah. I mean? Is it? Yeah. Well, fuck, fuck right strange. off. Like, like, yeah. Cunt, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. It's like that, but it's killer. But, uh, you know, we're going down like BHF, you know, like, uh, um, but live, it's two guys, and, and it's the guy who raps and sings, and the other guy just has a laptop like, a yeah. laptop and he's sitting there holding like a tall boy beer and he just presses play on the laptop <laughs> and, and then like just, just hangs and hangs and then he presses stop, stop. 
and then he presses play again. It's like so fucking. And they do like they did glass. Like a service animal. There. They did Glastonbury like that. Wow, great. And it kills. Yeah. And it kills because the guy who sings, it, like, you just realize all the intensity comes from the vocal. Right. It's like and yeah. the and the and the tracks are killer too. Yeah. Like, so, but they're real minimal. Yeah. You probably like it. It's like well, ba- bass loop and a, like a drum loop. Sometimes it's just drum yeah. and, and a bass, but not drum and bass. Yeah. You know. Sounds like Baxter Dury. You ever heard of Baxter mm-hmm. Dury, Ian Dury's son? He does oh, the same thing. Real minimal kind of bass and drums and yeah. And he's like, you know. So you thought of doing that? He's like uh, a Miami. Um, uh. Yeah, no, it's always in the back of my mind. I do take an OP one out, right, and get right. a vocal mic and just, you know, under a different name. You, well, I've I've seen yeah. you play just looping yourself. Like, yeah, I've been know. doing that a lot lately. Back to that. You are. Yeah. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. It's fun. And do you have the loop? You still have those old loopers that kind of sync <clears throat> together. No, I, John I mean, Bryan had those for. Yeah. What is it? The same brand? Yeah, Jam Man's. You I can't think. find those anymore, can I you? I mean, I have some, but yeah, I, you probably could. I mean, if you eBay or whatever. Jam man. They don't make them anymore. Yeah. But, I mean, they got, you know, the Bose or Boss, however you say it. Oh, it's Boss. Yeah. yeah Bose's the headphones. But it's, I got the big Boss one now where there's three. And I just take, I just take them all out of sync okay. so that I can do, so they're not synced. So I can do as long as I want on any of them. And I sync them just with, like, the, my foot. With your foot. And it, it's cool because there's some sway to it then. Yeah, if you're like and more it, than 10 milliseconds off, it'll, will it get, it'll get it'll off. It'll get it. fucked up, but like it's, it's cool because once you know you're doing that, then like sometimes I'll like do a chord progression, try to put a, like a small loop beat on top of that. And sometimes it doesn't work, but like then you just like turn it off and you just like adjust on the fly. And if I want the beat locked... Yeah. Then I just do the beat first, and okay. then I can do chords to the beat, and that always is fine. Yeah. Because even if that's off a little bit, yeah, it's not going to be so off that I can't like stop, start the beat real quick, or do you know? I have like workarounds. Yeah. And I like having it being like out of sync, so I c- it just gives it a bit more of a live feel. Well, you're so good at it, man. I blame you Thanks, and, and Andrew Bird for, I never got into it. You know, people yeah. asked and I was like, no, I saw you and then I saw Andrew Bird do it. And yeah. I was like, I'm not even going to go there, man. They're right. so good at it. You know? Thanks, dude. <laughs> Andrew's great now, too. Now so many people are. Yeah. Like well, just because it's so expensive to bring people up. Well, that's cost of hotel rooms. That's, you know? I mean, that's it. <laughs> like that's funny. like the hotel. It's true, man. I mean, the cost of touring the cost is of crazy. Touring. Dude, it's to take a band out. But is, look at Ed Sheeran. Right. One yeah. thing I found funny was I saw oh, he does stadiums yeah, do, he, doing that with that little baby Martin guitar. But dude, when he did, it's when he did Citizen, Global Citizen, he he made it a point, which I thought was funny. See, so young. He was looping, obviously, but he made it a point to let the audience know that what he's doing is live. live. Yeah. Because, you know, to yeah. him it was like, yeah. just so you know, I'm not, this is like, I'm really not doing tracks, this. Yeah. yeah. I was just. Yeah. Well, he, you know, he knows how to write great pop hits, man. I he's mean, got that, a great voice, too. I've seen him. Yeah. Sing, and it's just, wow. He's talented. <laughs> he's real talented. You know, yeah. like you can. You can drink haterade about it, but no, but it's, it's, he talented. can afford a band, Pointless. but he still goes the looping route. Well, because it's, yeah, it's, there's something about it that is entertaining. I, I kind of like I fell out of love with it for a long time. Like I was kind of so like you a, quit oh, playing quit solo. From that. Well, yeah, and I would just even if I played solo, I wouldn't really lose. You just like, play your songs, yeah. But something about it, like I got reengaged in it. 
Nice. That's the thing. Like this kind of. Do you find with music that like it resets itself for yeah, you, and sure. certain things reset themselves? Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, even you know, I'm sure my. I've been like you I've taken bands out or played solo and then you play with the band too much it's like I just want to break it back down to me yeah. and then you do a couple shows like why, why did I play with a band you know right. and then you get tired and then you do a get whole year of that. of that and you're just like man I need some company and then I'll get a percussion player and be like wow this is great you know? right so <laughs> Yeah. Oh, one so of those got one of those. What are they called? Koi or what's it called? The oh, I just played with. It's called. Uh, well, there's one called a cajon, but cajon, yeah. but the guy that I play with here, he he plays a Brazilian one called a tonton, mm -hmm. and it's round, and he plays it with the mallet, and it's. Is it build over? It's a hipper version it of a of a cajon. No, his name's Robert DiPietro. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Yeah, I forgot. Bill Dobrow. Yeah, oh, he Bill. Does, he does that. Yeah. Bill, Brazilian, shout out. I forget the shout name. Out yeah, Bill I know Bill. Yeah, I know Bill. Yeah, it's that dude. same drum. Great dude. Great drummer, too. Yeah. So, what else? Like, let me think. There was something else I wanted to ask you about. No, it's fun talking to you because I haven't seen you in a long time. And, yeah. And I know... Uh, we've crossed paths uh, a few times in our life. But we're lifers in this. Right. You yeah. Know? Yeah, it goes back to talking, you know, I was looking at people. I just saw Hal Gelb the other day, and uh, he's like, I'm not, this is my last tour, Josh. He was in Spain, and I just happened no, to be there, uh, and he's like, yeah, that's it. I'm not, this is my last indie rock tour. He's like, I'm too grumpy. <laughs> I can't. He was like, oh, you know, if there's a one-off or something, I'll go do it, but I can't life, book a like month. He's is, a lifer. No, he's still going to make records and stuff, but, you know. And it could just be a phase. I think, yeah, exactly. But the touring thing does, especially, you know. It wears you out. Physically, all the travel and doing it um, mm -hmm. a lot. I've, I've actually hit a kind of a sweet spot where I'm just doing about three or four shows a month. Mm -hmm. That and is a like sweet I'm doing, spot. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing like because that can make you Texas or, and then the West Coast, and then, you know, Spain and Portugal. You know, just something that's not overwhelming like you know three weeks and then a week off and then three weeks or you know yeah and you're doing be. that pretty much do you have a booking agent or you book yeah. yourself yeah, yeah. Book, booking agent management all that so, yeah i mean that is success i mean it might not be like you know like what we were talking about before where there's no pressure anymore success or whatever but yeah like and i just i don't know like it's kind of like yeah i can't do this anymore thing but it's like you're on planet Earth. It's rough out here, dude. Yeah. Try doing nothing. Try not doing this. Yeah. Because I went through like a phase of like you know kind of overcoming a lot of real personal struggle stuff, mm -hmm. and I wasn't doing this for a couple years. Oh, did you take a couple years off? Yeah, pretty much. Did you paint though, or you I, did you have I some mean, kind I of even, creative I outlet? Even, I even stopped doing that for a second. Like it was like you know you just needed to stop. I just needed to stop, I guess. Yeah. And. That's rough. You want to talk about rough. You, you wanted know, to stop, and then you stopped, and it even got worse, is what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, or, like, or just, I didn't have the wherewithal to do it anymore, you know? So I'm very grateful, I guess. My yeah. gratitude for it is re-engaged. Nice. You see what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. The thing that keeps the grumpiness away is just, like, being grateful for it. Like, that there's still people showing up or still dude, people interested. Even yeah. If you, like, you know, it's like, even if it's, like, this little jam, this little place I'm playing tonight, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm grateful that, you know, yeah. people showed up yeah. and care. I'm the same way. You know, that yeah. had, like, because I remember back when I was, like, younger and, like, paying attention to them writing about Josh Rouse too much. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah, yeah. 
that's when that's when I was grumpier. Right. You know. But yeah. Now, like I've kind of lost that. Yeah. I and think he might grumpy humble. about that. You know, the hotel yeah. room sucks, and yeah. you know the logistics of it. Yeah. No, know? I get it. I, or actually, everything can make you grumpy. Oh, dude. It. Yeah. But and I'm I, like you. I'm grateful yeah. for. Um, I, I'm usually in in a good mood most of the time, and and I'm grateful that people are still paying attention, and yeah. I'm here talking to you, yeah. and you know. Still making music. Yeah, you, know? you just made a kick-ass Christmas record. Yeah. Everybody needs to get that. That's a good one. What's yeah. the name of it, Josh? The Holiday Sounds of Josh Rouse. And it's on Holiday Records. It's on Yep Rock Records. Oh, but it says Holiday <laughs> on, on the thing, like on the in on iTunes. Oh, really? I think so. Maybe uh, it's the genre. It's on Yep Rock, anyway. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's the genre, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, what's, what's next after for you for next year? I don't know, you know. Um... I kind of like to start a different, I have in the back of my mind, like trying to select songs that would work good for a different project, just a different name and, and a different mm-hmm. project. But I have several diff- different ideas, you know. Start a whole brand new thing. Yeah, even a band with my, you know, a band with some of my friends there, you know, mm-hmm. set up a couple mics. I have like a garage, a two-car garage that's been converted into a, in a, a studio. Really? That's killer. Yeah, and it's got I've got curtains like this, and then carpet on the ground and wood panel. It's it's like a '70s log. I live on log cabin road, so we kind of made it like a log cabin. But right. we just rehearsed there for this tour, and I was like, "Man, let's just put a couple mics in here and you know make a record, make a record because it sounds so good." You have a little studio. Yeah. What do you record? I have on? two. I have one here, and then I have one in Valencia, Spain, too. Man, amazing. With uh, a couple other guys that I play in a band with there, they kind of run it all the time, but yeah. What kind it's of? It's got a lot of Josh Rouse posters in it. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, it's and the vibraphone that I help buy, and the you know, and yeah. the, uh, you know, equipment and stuff. So that's cool. But they pay the rent on it. So neat. Wait, yeah. So what are you recording on at home? What do you mean? Pro Tools. Uh, I use Logic a lot. Logic. I do use Pro Tools as well. Yeah. Um, I still have my eight track too, which I'd like to get it serviced in the tape. Yeah. Is that on cassette, the Tascan? No, no, it's a, a half re- inch, real to real. Real to real. Yeah, that's what I made my first rec- first record on. Yeah. Um, but I'm kind of going back to the eight track thing too. I think anything more than eight tracks is limitations. Yeah. Are I'm great. into that. Yeah. yeah. I heard some old demos that I did for my second record, and it was on that eight track, and I was like, "This is great." Why did I put, you know, right. it's, it's tough when you get in the studio, there's so many options and it's, you can make it all that stuff. But sometimes it's just like plastic Ono band, you know, you just have the core ingredients there. Or even the Leonard Cohen record is like a cheesy keyboard and his vocal, you know. Yeah. yeah. He, he just put out a new, or his son just finished up. Adam. Adam. Yeah. You know Adam? I met him a long time ago. We were going to write some songs together and then nothing ever happened. He's a good dude. Yeah. Yeah, he, he just, is nice. He just finished up some of his dad's stuff, and I went, we went to a listening party. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and and more, much more organically produced. Which okay, is, which is cool because I like hearing him like that too. Yeah, and having his he son was working do it. those records he did with Madonna's producer, the ones that you know, the ones uh, like, uh, gosh, what's the, um think of the title of like around 2010 to 2015 what were the names of those records uh i can't think of them right now i'd I'd have to look leonard cohen yeah but he was worked with like madonna's producer Mm. 
you know, on, on a lot of that stuff. I didn't like, know he'd that. do the tracks and then literally just kind of make do his poetry over them. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Do you write like that, where you write poetry first and then write over things, or is it usually melodic ideas? Uh, both. I'll yeah. come up with a, what I think is a good title and and or a couple phrases and then i'll do that uh, or then sometimes it's just the chords you know whatever speaks to me you yeah know, from the music how about you yeah both i've done i've done both kinds yeah um i think this song I, I don't know i think like if i i should write more words first but i usually I don't i know i i'm the same way i, I do the exact same I thing i was like okay i'm gonna do i'm just gonna work fit on some words into a melody you know who I'm big into and uh, I'd like to recommend on your pa- yeah, podcast? Yeah, I was going to ask you. Kevin Ayers. Did you ever listen to Kevin Ayers? It sounds, I know the name. He was in a band called The Soft Machine. Oh, okay. Uh, from the 70s with Robert with, Wyatt. And isn't that, ro- no, not Robin Hitchcock? It's kind of prog. No, no that's soft. the Soft that Boys. That was the Soft Boys. Yeah. Robin's got great lyrics, too. Right. Yeah, we've had him on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a Nashville dude now. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, that's he lives true. down the street. Shout out Robin Hitchcock. Yeah. Um, so, but Kevin Ayers Kevin has great Ayers. lyrics, and it's called the Soft Machine. No, no, he was in a band called the Soft Machine, but all Kevin Ayers solo records are great. Really? Yeah, the li- and just musically great and lyrically fantastic. Yeah, that's my recommend. Where is it based out of? Well, he's dead now, but he was. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. He had interesting, interesting life, you know, England. Basically, but I think he was a son of, you know, some kind of a diplomat or something and kind of moved around. And, um, who else do you like? Um, who else do I like? I went to go see Devendra Barn- Banhart just put out a new Is it? nice record. Yeah, I went yeah. to go see him. I never met him and went and met him and he was like, man, it's like, I'm glad you're here, it's, you know. Listen, you know, you don't, sometimes you don't meet, you know, we've met each other. Yeah. Sometimes people you've been listening to for a long time, and you just don't cross paths. And he and, likes your stuff. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, well, let's, you know, keep in touch. But uh, he, he does some nice stuff. Um, and uh, there's a band called Vetiver that just put out a new good record, too. Mm-hmm. And that reminds me of R.E.M.'s early oh, yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's definitely got that. Vetiver. It's got... Bucks, arpeggio, you know, that kind of thing. How do you come up with new, or how do you hear about the new stuff that's coming Well, out? they've been around for a while. They've been around for probably 15 years, I suppose. Right. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't, you know, just somehow. My wife keeps up with a lot of stuff, too. You know, she's always sending me stuff. You that's know, cool. She's got more time to uh, discover new stuff. But um, I don't think of anybody else right now off the top of my head that, it's been uh, blowing me away. Yeah, I, I heard How about you? Uh, the, the the fourth wanderers. You heard of them? Mm-mm. And uh, I like Lana Del Rey. Someone who's popular is Lana Del Rey's last record is yeah. really cool. I Have you heard it? To, no, I haven't listened. The to production's it cool on it. Yeah, it's just like they put one mic up in the room, like on the drums. As, you know, oh, almost really? sounds out of phase. And I was like, this is cool for a big pop artist yeah. to do this. And her vocals way up front and it's just piano kind of ballads. And Really? Yeah. I was like, wow, this is brave. Huh, I got to listen to that. It's not like a, you know, the big produced pop music that's coming out now. Right on. Well, that's cool, man. Well, thanks for doing the podcast, yeah. dude. Thanks for having me, man. Good seeing you again. Uh, yeah, it's good to see you too. Yeah. And where, where do people find you? Um... 
Like give a, give a, not your address, not your address, <laughs> but like uh, social media. Or like how do they look? I could do that though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh shoot, I did. Well, yeah. we can edit that out. <laughs> no, that's all right. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I think Mac DeMarco did that, and people started showing up at his house. He put uh, it on his CD or something. He put know? his real address. Yeah, his real address yeah, on wow. there. <laughs> that's funny. Um, Josh Rouse dot com. Yeah, yeah. Instagram, Twitter. Instagram is Josh Rouse official. I think. Yeah, Brock set it up. And yeah, yeah. Or you know, I'm touring around all the time. So go see Josh Rouse, everybody. He's a bad man. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Thank you, Josh. Thank you. Thanks, Josh. Hi, this is Joseph Arthur. Thanks for checking out Come to Where I'm From. Please support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash come to where I'm from. We are an independent podcast and any contributions you can make are greatly appreciated. <laughs>